In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, in whom we are called once again to put our reliance upon. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I think, yeah, sometimes it's kind of funny the way that the Holy Spirit works, that um, he, he sort of reinforces what I'm talking about in the sermon with something that I can't get away from. So um, uh, yesterday I came down with this sort of um, post-nasal drip thing, um, and, and usually uh, this just shows me that usually I rely on my voice, and um, I may not be able to actually rely on my voice voice today. So um, if I start to sputter and cough and all sorts of fun stuff, um, I have uh, plenty of cough drops and water up here um, to hopefully try to get this back on uh, on the road. But it's it's funny the way that that we rely on things and the way that we rely on people in uh, our everyday lives. In fact, um, uh, we, we rely on things like our clocks not changing, <laughs> except for this Sunday and one other one, right? Uh, we, we rely on that sense of, okay, time is going to be time. We're going to have 12 hours in a day, not 11 or 13 Except, again, for two different Sundays during the year, we're going to have to switch that up. But in some ways, we do rely on this. We rely on the fact that there is a daylight savings time. We rely on the fact that, um, uh, that, that, that it happens every year around this time. And we can say, okay, I know that spring forward means that I push my clock forward one, and I know that fall back means the converse of that. And we rely on all sorts of uh, stuff. We rely on our phones. We rely on our email addresses. We rely on all sorts of kind of stuff. But we also rely on people. We rely on people to be the people who we think that they are supposed to be. And in fact, that frustrates us when people are not like that. It, It frustrates us when people behave in a way that is radically different from the way that we're used to them behaving. And so uh, we run into that a lot of times in our relationships. When somebody does something where we go, you're not supposed to do that because that's not who you are. And if, if you don't behave like the person that I know who you are, well, that, you know, you're free, that's fine, you can do whatever, but that's having negative consequences for me because I'm not able to rely on you in the same way. And it's that sense of change in our reliance, I think, sometimes that really gets to us. It's that change in our reliance where we go, I'm not actually able to have the same kind of reliance and and understand this person or this thing is being as faithful as what it is supposed to be. And I think the greatest image of that right now um, is found in one of our national parks at a geyser named uh, Old Faithful. Uh, Old Faithful used to be, well you can kind of tell by the name, pretty faithful in terms of when it would erupt, when it would shoot up. But here lately, you know, nothing stays the same. Here lately, Old Faithful has been all over the map. It has been going off early. It has been going off late. Old Faithful is not quite as faithful as what it once was. 
And I think that there's a little bit of old faithful not being faithful that causes us some pain and some consideration. And uh, we, we start looking at the rest of our world and start wondering, okay, what is going on with our world? Because we start looking at things that we thought were the case for all of our lives, and then all of a sudden they changed. All of a sudden, those things that seemed like they were so stable, those things that seemed like they were so reliable, all of a sudden changed. In fact, our liturgy this morning is a great picture of that. Some of you in this room are just digging on that 1941 liturgy because that is what Lutheranism is for you. And then it changed. And then we started to get all of these other liturgies and you started going, well, I don't even know that I'm a Lutheran anymore if I can't sing that liturgy. And, and there's kind of that sense of things. And I think there's a little bit of that going on in the readings today. The readings today, I, we can sort of get sidetracked by the temptation of Jesus. And we can think, okay, all of this Sunday is about temptation. But it's really not about temptation as much as it is about reliance. And so Jesus is tempted by Satan, but he's tempted by Satan each and every time that he's tempted into not relying on God completely. And so Satan comes and he says, hey, start relying upon yourself. Change these pieces of stone into pieces of bread. And that's the first place I think that we normally go in our lives. We, we, we go, okay, well, I'm just going to rely on myself. I'm not going to necessarily rely on God. I'm going to rely on myself. I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to make sure that this is all about me and it's all about how well I can function. It's about how well I can do things. But then we start to find out that, well, that's maybe not the best idea. Because we all of a sudden find out that we're maybe not so reliable. We, we find out that while it may seem that we are utterly reliable, well, we end up letting ourselves down. And so we go then to the next temptation of Jesus, that, that next temptation where uh, Satan goes, well, if you just bow down to me, I will give you all of this authority. Now, what Satan is doing here is pretty classically like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Satan's saying, well, I'll give you all of the authority as long as I am your ultimate authority. So I'll give you all of the authority in the world. You can do whatever you want. You, you can uh, boss around whoever you want. However, I am going to be the person who is able to boss you around, Jesus. And how often do we get into that kind of a thing where we go, okay, well, I'm, I'm willing to consider getting some authority for myself and relying on maybe not my own sense of functioning, but in fact, uh, re- relying upon the authority that I get from somebody else. And maybe that's at your job, and maybe that's in a relationship that you have, or maybe that's something else where you get an authority that isn't necessarily yours, 
until that is granted to you, until you are given that title, or until you are given that role that says, now I am this. Now I have this authority. And that is the second place I think that we go. We go, okay, that is what I can rely on. Maybe I can't rely on myself, but I can rely on this external authority to sort of bolster who I am, to make me better than what I really am. And so maybe that for you, that's your title. Maybe that's for you, your degree. Maybe that's for you, whatever it might be. But the problem that we have with that kind of an authority is that we always have to pay the piper. We always have to go back to whoever is giving us that authority. Here in this picture, for Jesus, it's going to be Satan. So I think for Jesus, in some ways, he goes, well, that's a pretty bad deal. Uh, You're Satan. Um, uh, so, so being bossed around by you in order to get garner authority, well, that's not really my jam. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And so then we, we get into this final temptation. And this final temptation is a really interesting one, I think. Because this final temptation is finally, I think, where we end up so much of the time when we have this sort of misaligned sense of reliance. And what Satan comes to Jesus and he says is, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to throw yourself down from the top of this place, and, and, and the, the angels are just going to come up and they're going to bear you up. And, and how often for us is that where we're putting our reliance? We're actually putting our reliance in a place where it has to do with our own self-destruction. Where, where we say, okay, well, I know that I can rely on if I just can mess this up completely. I know that I can self-destruct and that's going to be reliable for me. It's unhealthy, it's weird, but it's something that we do as human beings. That we say, okay, well what I'm going to do is I am at least going, if I can't trust myself and I can't trust any other authority, I can trust the fact that I can mess things up for myself. And how often do we do that for ourselves? Because here's why... Trusting in our own self-destruction is appealing to us. Because trusting in our own self-destruction means that we get off of the hook. It it means that we go, okay, well, I I know how to mess this up completely so that I don't have to feel like I am any longer expected to function like a person who understands what's going on to a degree where I'm able to say, all right, this is, this is how I'm going to function. I'm going to function as an adult. I'm going to function as somebody who uh, understands the way that the world works. I'm going to function in a way that understands my own baptized identity. And so we go through those things, and, and we, we go through those false idols. We go through those false reliances, the false reliances of uh, I'm going to trust in myself or I'm going to trust in external authority or if those don't, two things don't work, I'm just going to trust in my own self-destruction and that at least will give me a little bit of a relief because once I trust in my own self-destruction, I'm not expected to function anymore. 
And Jesus pushes away from each one of those. And he says, I'm not going to fall into that trap, Satan. Which is almost kind of bad news for us. It's bad news for us in the sense of if that's what the expectation here is, well, we're doomed. Because we just talked about these are pretty typical ways that Satan comes to tempt us. And whatever it was for you, probably one of those things resonated with you. One of those things you were like, okay, well, that's me. I either trust in myself, or I trust in external authority, or I trust in my own self-destruction. And so you know, you already fail at this. And so if you see Jesus here as just functioning as this sort of model for your life, and you just go, okay, well, I'm going to follow what Jesus does, and I'm going to quote scripture to Satan, well, you know that you already don't do that very well. And so the gospel has to be something different. The gospel has to be something that isn't, well, I'm just going to follow in Jesus' footsteps. I am going to take this Lent and I'm not going to eat anything. And I'm going to then wait for Satan to come and tempt me. And when he comes up to tempt me, I'm going to spit scripture at him. But instead, there's something different going on here. What's going on is that Jesus is saying, I am going to reject all of those things so that I can go to the cross. I'm going to reject all of those things so that I can do something that you can't do. Because you're not going to the cross. Never mind that it's already happened, that it's happened 2,000 years ago. Even if you were put in that place where you could go to the cross, you still would not win that battle. You probably would try to slide out of being crucified. I would. But on top of that, you would probably try to figure out a way that you could either trust in yourself being crucified or you could trust in some external authority, or you could find a way to just simply self-destruct. But Jesus does none of those things. From this very moment to the moment that he goes to the cross. He doesn't trust in himself even though he can. Instead, what he does is he says, I am going to have this relationship with my father that throughout his time walking to that cross, walking to Jerusalem, he's in constant conversation with his father, not relying on himself, but relying on his father and relying on the Holy Spirit. He's not trusting in external authority. He's not saying, hey, I am being made an authority by the Pharisees or I'm being made an authority by all of the people that are following me or any of that. He's saying, I'm, I'm not going to trust in some sort of external authority that's being presented to me, but rather I am going to simply trust in God. And that's the only authority that's going to mean anything for me. That authority that comes from God speaking over my baptism, saying this is my beloved. God, God's authority speaking over him at transfiguration, saying this is my son, listen to him. And then finally, he doesn't trust in his own self-destruction, which you maybe push away from the table at first, and you go, well, he does kind of self-destruct, Jay. Because that's kind of what the cross is all about. 
but he's not trusting in the destruction of himself in order to save himself. Rather, he's, dist- he's trusting in that destruction of self to save us. And that's radically different here. And in and through all of that, we're called once again to the sense of, okay, well, where, where, where's my reliance? Who am I relying on? Am I relying on Jesus or am I relying on something else in my life? And this whole Lent, we're going to be talking about this sense of redial, about God calling us back again. And God saying, where do your reliances lie? Where is it that you are putting your reliance? And time and time again, he's going to be checking us and saying, do you rely on me? Can you rely on me? And he's going to be proving time and time again that we can rely on him. Which is kind of the beautiful thing about the reading from Deuteronomy. The reading from Deuteronomy by itself is probably just kind of weird. You know, yeah, we, we read along and we're like, okay, what, what is the deal with this? This is like, you know, some sort of weird instructions on how to make an offering. And you go, what does that have to do with Jesus being tempted? What does that have to do with anything? But what it has to do with is this sense of reliance that every Hebrew person, as they got up in order to go to the altar, in order to give that sacrifice, they went through this this liturgy where they went to the priest and they gave the priest the basket of their offering and they had their lines and they knew what their lines were and their lines basically boiled down to here I'm giving this to you because it shows that I'm relying on God. Not on myself. Not on authority. And not on my own self-destruction. But I'm relying on God. May that offering be a picture of our lives offered to God as living sacrifices this Lent. May that be who we are in the midst of this. Not people that are trying to be Jesus, but rather people that are trying to be like that anonymous person who is giving an offering to the priest saying, I rely on you, Lord. And so, may you this Lent, may you this week, go about your life with a renewed reliance on God. And may that reliance upon God show itself in manifest ways where you are able to say, I rely on God because he's the only thing in my life that I can rely upon. Amen.